Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Garbage Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Keith DeMolder. Today, we got a special guest, a, another fellow Trojan, probably, arguably, might be the best pickup basketball player, I don't even know, since since the game even started, let's be quite frank here, was so, so athletically inclined that when he was trying to grab a box of wheat thins, he tore his ACL it's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, we always call him that. But it's Anwar Stetson. Anwar, firstly, how's it going today? What's good, Keith? Uh, I was not. I was not grabbing weed thins. I was exercising. Uh, I heard. I, mean? I misheard. Then the reports were wrong. Yeah, you know, you can't trust a lot of these sources out she- here. Shefty, nowadays. Shefty led me wrong. Yeah, again. you got to hear it from the primary source. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, <laughs> I, I had to get uh, nerfed a little bit because I was getting too good. I was getting too saucy on the court. So, you know, the man above was like, let me humble you real quick and like, <laughs> let's get you three to four months to let everybody else catch up. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's good to be here with you, Keith. Of course, of course, always. All right. So, Anwar and I, we uh, went to journalism school together. Currently, he's, you know, he's just seconds away from the big break. You know, he's going to go to Amarillo. He's going to go everywhere, bro. He's been, he's been, he's been hustling. But uh, currently out in uh, Marina del Rey, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, the high life, man. West L.A., stand up. Exactly. Beach, Marina, Culver City. You know what I mean? It's all my hood. It's all It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but, yeah, today we're talking about a bunch of different topics. Not exactly one that we're focusing on. Uh, but Anwar has got some opinions, and you're going to hear them. <laughs> um, so, firstly, we were talking about, um, just before the pod, about horoscopes. Now, I know uh, me personally, I've dated multiple girls who, be- who one, you know, varying degrees of like believing it. So, I mean, everybody, if you don't know horoscopes, it's like based on when you were born. But now there's like these like different horoscopes based on like what day of the week you were born on and like what time of the day and like if your mom had drinking like orange juice that morning, that sort of thing. Like, is your dad like, you know, six foot tall? I don't even know, bro. But. I know I'm a Pisces, and uh, this girl I dated for you know, off and on for a while was very much so into the um, horoscope stuff. And she's like, oh, we're just both Pisces. That's where we're not compatible. And I'm like, bro, no, that no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you can be compatible with anybody. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? Like, imagine if, if nobody knew what month or whenever no, anybody was born. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like so many more people would be in healthy relationships if just nobody knew any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it just <laughs> seems like, you know, you have your your sign or whatever when you're born, right? But then it's like, you know, it, there's so many more layers to it now that I didn't know. Maybe it's always been like that, but I didn't know. But it's like, yeah, you're, you're what, what time you were born and then this sign and that sign. And people got like three, four signs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like you don't even just have one sign. So it's like, oh, well, there, it's like there's vague excuses for everything about who you are. And it's like I, I honestly have not met a single woman nowadays who is not like at least moderately into s- stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think it's it's really rare because I feel like signs are just the new culture now it's just like a part of the culture and dating you know what i mean you put it in the in the in the apps and say you know who you are that's the first thing people ask is you know what's your sign or whatever but it's like 
I really don't know much of anything about my sign. Apparently, I'm a Scorpio. You know what I mean? Oh, classic Scorpio. Yeah, classic Scorpio. <laughs> not knowing anything about Scorpios, but it's like I don't live in a desert next to cactuses. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's like it's just vague stuff that just applies to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm a Gemini. I got two personalities. Or like sometimes I'm happy and other times I'm sad. And then they're like, whoa. <laughs> That's just like me. And then you exactly. It doesn't happen to me, though, because I'm a Pisces. Right. And it's like, but it's a feedback loop of just like vague shit that just applies to everybody. But they think it's just them. You know what right. I mean? And I, I don't know. That's just that's just what's been irking me lately. There, I feel like there, there, there's other things that irk me, but it's like. This is the one thing because I simply was not raised in that culture. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe because I grew up in kind of a religious house. You know what I mean? We were as definitely not into signs and all that horoscope BS. You know what I mean? But uh, I think especially the women nowadays, because I, you know, not to generalize, but I don't know any men that give a solitary damn about their sign. <laughs> as that's like, it feels like that is exclusively uh, women culture, at least nowadays, like millennial and Gen Z women. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you were you were born uh, or you were raised in the ports of LA, not Portland. You know. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> typical, typical. Yeah, no, it's uh, what I will say. I mean, I know like a lot of girls that you know they follow it kind of, but for a lot of them, it's just mainly like fun. But then there's like girls that you meet that are like actually serious about it, and it's like, oh, that makes sense because of like this thing or whatever. And it's like, no, like you're not like you're not acting this way because you're like. A Sagittarius, like you're acting this way because you're a jackass. Like that's what it is, you know. Exactly. It's just like an excuse. Oh, I'm just like it's like Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. I'm like, you don't actually believe that, do you? Like, are you kidding me right now? I don't know. Right. It's like, fam, like a rock is spinning the other way. That's not a reason to cut people <laughs> off in traffic. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh man, why am I just so like this and that? And it's like. It's it's just you're just a bitch. I'm sorry. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. you can't make excuses for your personality because the star is moving a certain way. And it's like exactly. I don't even know. I feel like once you get once you dig into it, it just starts to fall apart. It's like how exactly is Mercury sending off certain waves when it spins the other way that like permeate millions of miles into your brain or whatever? Like I don't know. I I almost kind of believed in like like full moons because like you know they used to always say like because moons regulate tides or whatever and it's mm. like you know they they used to say it's like women like on their periods or whatever and that full moon hits at the same time it just like drives you crazy it's like that's a little <laughs> that's still a little sketch but it's like even that at least the moon is right there and affects the tides and we're full of water and stuff so it that, that kind of i can kind of see where it ends there but like gravity's actually like a, a literal force you know right but it's like what is mercury doing mercury's just minding his business he ain't got nothing to do with y'all down here you know what i mean <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so what I will say, though, about uh, horoscopes before moving on is, like, uh, if you read them, like, it's it's the main thing what I was going to say earlier about girls is, like, they read it because it's fun. Like, because they're bored and it's, like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, oh, that's, like, so me. Or, like, oh, that's not me at all. Like, it's just kind of, like, a fun thing to do. But, yeah, those people that, may, that take it way too seriously is just, like, 
It's like, what? Like, really? You're putting this much stock into this? Like, you know, I don't know. Right, exactly. Not to be the old man yelling at the cloud. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I do understand why people don't really take it seriously, but... I don't know. It's just it's, it's grinding my gears, man. It's, really? How many how many times have you heard that in the past month? In in the past, I see it on social media every day. Huh. I'll say that. You know what I mean? I see every day someone on social media like, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I am a librarian or whatever. I'm a I'm a. Uh, a cancer <laughs> or something. It's like, why would you even want to be? A, who would name it that? Like, hey, cancer, stand up. Like, no. Bro, I'm a leap bro, dude. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, that's why I'm XYZ. I see that every day. And it's like, I see, um, oh, every day, especially on Twitter, every day I see, you know, uh, Sagittarius men are like, oh, this is such Sagittarius men. And it's like, how can you, I don't know. It's just people just seem too different to me to, to just have it all be one thing. And I just don't, I just don't get it. It's just not something I ever got or understood. And I honestly don't really want to understand it. Maybe that (laughs) makes me a hater or whatever, but you know what I mean? That's, it is what it is. What would you say just to talk about? I mean, like, okay, well, I know, uh, you know, I don't know how personal you want to get here, but I know you were in a relationship last year, beginning of last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then that ended when, like, July, June, something like that? So I was in a very long relationship. So I dated from – I was in a relationship from 2014 on and off until literally the pandemic started. So right. <laughs> so March, basically. So from, like, March 2014 – so as actually it was March to March. So, like, March 2014 – and then mostly on, but sometimes off until like March 2020. So I got a little different perspective on this whole dating thing. But uh, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say I'm not experienced, but it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like what what has been one thing you've learned in pandemic dating uh, that you like? And maybe one thing that you absolutely cannot stand? Oh, man. So... It's weird, you know, because we were talking about how things have kind of like shifted time because of the pandemic. And I'm looking back at the beginning of the pandemic. It's like, damn, actually, a lot of stuff did feel like that happened a long time ago. So uh, the thing about the pandemic, right, it starts March. Boom, I'm single for the very first time in basically my entire adult life, right? More or less. Uh, So that March, April, that's when everybody like cared so it's like no one did anything no one was going anywhere at least you know where I was no one was really doing nothing and I didn't do anything you know what I mean like I went I hung out with my friends once in like the second or third week of March and then I literally saw no one I went outside to run I went outside to get food and I went outside um actually no that's about it I went outside to go on jogs and I went outside to get food for basically two straight months so like that the that March that when it really started happening until like the middle of May um I really had no physical contact 
with anyone I knew is or at all and none nonetheless dating right so uh I say the middle of May is I went to this like pool party and then like oh no one died so uh <laughs> <laughs> I was just like okay I kind of slowly but surely got into the groove of things and then like I had to reel from the relationship I was in. So like I had to take that time by myself anyway. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise, you know? So from like that March to May is, you know, a two months after the relationship, you know, usually you out there wilding, right? Oh, <laughs> you're newly single, bam. Like you're going out there, you're going to every bar every weekend, you're going to clubs every weekend, you're on date naps every week, every single day, just boom, 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 boom. But it's like, for me, it was like, no, I had to just, the world had shut down. So I had to sit back and reflect and just like, think about the relationship. Think about why it ended. Think about, you know, where do I go from here? And just kind of lay low for a, for a little while, you know? So that, that was pretty, you know, I really had to look inwardly, you know what I mean? At myself and uh, focus on, you know, surviving the end of the world basically which is what we thought it was <laughs> in, the, in the beginning of it so basically around uh so that was you know may i went out let me start started getting out more so i didn't go on any dating apps i have no ex very little to zero experience with dating apps before you know last year uh, right. a little bit like when i was in a relationship but then we were on a break for a little bit um for a sure. few months so i did do it then but i was so busy i was either I think I was at SC then, so I I was pretty busy a lot, and then we had taken a break before at a point, I think when I was a substitute teacher, that was the job I had before I was at SC, so I was like a little, I was kind of busy then too, I just didn't really have time for dating, right, um, but now it's like, when the pandemic hits, it's like all I have is time, right, so... <laughs> I'd say around June, July, that's when I first got on dating apps for basically the first time. I knew what it, I knew what all of them were. I knew how they worked, um, but I just did not spend an extended period of time on any dating app before. So that was a new experience. I felt like, you know what I mean? I got, I, I started to understand, you know, when people talked about it, I only knew it in an abstract sense. <laughs> now I, I got it firsthand. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So that was a whole new thing. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I, I got on Bumble and then I got on, okay, so quick sidetrack. So I was on Tinder, but um, I can't be on Tinder now since uh as i think as a joke this is like maybe this is 2019 so at the end of 2019 as a joke and i was <laughs> in a relationship when this happened my friend was talking about tinder and how it's like you know you have to get it's about the he he paid for tinder right right he literally paid the 10 or whatever a month it is to get the super tinder Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was getting real tendery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, basically uh, he, he, he got the super tender and he was like, oh, once I got the actual once I put into it and actually invested in it. You know what I mean? That's when I started getting more out of it. I was starting to get more dates and I started to get more high quality people. And I was just like 
and I started getting way more matches. And I was just like, that sounds, I guess. But I was like, in my head, I'm like, this sounds like some bullshit, right? And so basically, uh, so I tested it out. And I don't know if you know who Keith Power is. Powers? Can't say I do. Yeah, he's he's... He's a real, he's like, he's way bigger in black culture, right, but he's right. not really mainstream. So Keith Powers is like this actor. I, he's, he's, I don't think he's really in anything good. I don't think he's that good. Basically, girls like him because he's hot, right? And he goes out with Ryan Destiny, who's another singer-actor uh, chick. They're like a power couple in the black mm -hmm. community, right? Leah Young, they're like 20 or something, 22, sure. something like that. So I took his picture online and I made it my profile picture on Tinder <laughs> just to prove a point, right? And so I was at, <laughs> I did it in the morning, went to work, um, and then I came back from work at like 6, at 6 p.m. and I checked my phone and it was like, brrr, like it was just matches out the ass, right? really and uh it, it was hilarious like That's maybe funny. uh like one person was like oh dude keith powers is on tinder like sarcastically like obviously you faked your profile picture but most other people didn't even get it right that's funny so uh i joked around with it for like a day or two and then i forgot about it and then uh once i became single like you know the, the few months later whenever it happened you know last march i go back on tinder and they said i was banned yeah catfishing and i was like oh shit oh no. my god like i'm funny. not even a but i'm not even a cat it was just a one day i was joking and i was like I guess there's no way to explain that because I just forgot to, I didn't delete the app. <laughs> I didn't take the picture off. I just kind of forgot about it. Right. And like, obviously my profile was still there. So eventually I was going to get, <laughs> I was going to get exposed to being a catfish. Right. So yeah. So that's a long winded way of saying, um, I don't use Tinder now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't. Every time I when I download the app, like and I click it on my phone, it says like this phone cannot access Tinder or something like yep. that. And I was like, yep. oh shit, like <laughs> I'm really banned, banned from this. Like I cannot ever go back on it. So yeah, I was forced to use Bumble, and then uh, I guess I really only used Bumble. And oh, I I used plenty of fish. Okay. I don't know if you know what that is. I do. Um, yeah, so I was on Plenty of Fish for a little bit and on Bumble. And uh, another thing, you know, that's more of a cultural thing. On Bumble, it's like, especially where I am, Bumble is just like, you gotta, you know, I ha I don't really, I have preferences. I don't have any deal breakers. Um, but it's like, Bumble is literally like, it's, it's just white girl after white girl after white girl on Bumble. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, it's all the same white girl. Like, let's not, you know, feed around the bush here. Like, I mean, LMU's right down the street, bro. Yeah, LMU, UCLA, you know, all those colleges, just West L LA in general on Bumble, it's like, Hi, my name is Samantha. I'm 21. I intern at NBC. I'm blonde, and there's a picture of me at the beach. Or like, hi, I'm <laughs> Tiffany. I'm 25, and 
I work at such and such. I'm a wannabe actress. Here's a picture of me at the beach, but with my like graduation sash on. Like exactly. it's I'm like you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> come on, bro. Where, where is everyone else? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, long story short. So after uh, being on Bumble for like, I don't know, a few weeks, I was like, this shit, this is annoying. Um, and this was in July. In July, uh, I just randomly opened Bumble one day. First person I saw liked, boom, they matched me back. And then we messaged and we set up like a date, like literally like in 10 minutes. It was like so weird. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like few weeks go by and it's just like nothing, nothing. And there's nothing interesting. And then like literally one random day, it's like, boom, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And uh, we go get ramen. Um, and, you know, because I, I didn't know ramen was like a thing. I thought it was just like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, you want to go get ramen? Like, damn, you a cheap date. Like, we just going to put it in the microwave? Like, the 99 cent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh I didn't know. Bro, I got, like, like, a bunch of packs at my house. That, like, yeah, uh... I'm like, there's a place that sells ramen? Like, okay. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. I didn't know there was, like, real restaurant quality ramen. I thought it was all cup noodles and, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm sorry for laughing. That's just like so. No, funny. I didn't know. It is funny. Like I really didn't know. And she was like, "Um, no, like ramen is a thing." Uh, so yeah. So basically, we went to get uh ramen, and uh, it was. I tried not to make a mess because it's like you know, there this giant bowl and like you couldn't eat inside yet. So right. it's like, you know, you know, we're eating this in my car. I'm getting to know this chick. She's a, she's a black girl, about 20 years old. Uh, and she she went to UCLA. I think she had just graduated. Yeah, so I think she was like actually like 22. Right. Um, she had like just graduated, right? And, you know, we have a good time. It was like we just spent the whole day eating ramen in my car, and we were just talking, just boom, 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 like two, three straight hours um it's pretty good yeah it was pretty it was pretty good like it was like 11 p.m like late or like actually even getting closer to 12 when i uh i, I just drove her home and i was like damn we were just talking all night like we would talk so long like my mouth was dry and like just had a cool long conversation i was like oh this is pretty cool right and then um she set up another thing where, you know, we started talking after that, and she was like, hey, uh, let's get, uh, have you ever had, like, acai bowls? And I'm like, okay, I'm not that, like, ignorant. Like, I know what acai is. Like, sure. <laughs> you don't have to explain that to me. Like, ramen. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Have you heard of avocado toast? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, basically, we go to, uh, this is, I think, the next weekend, I think. Um, I think this is next weekend. Yeah. And we go to, you know, the same place around like f the Miracle Mile in LA and, uh, we get, uh, like Wilshire and like, like Wilshire. And then it's like K town is oh Hollywood is to is East and like Santa Monica is like West. So like in the middle of their sure. area, um, we get like acai bowls or whatever. And then we talk and you know, cool, right? Here's where things kind of go south, right? Uh, no. 
basically, uh, I kind of just, uh, we, we walked like around the block while eating, had a good time, blah, blah, blah. I leave and she's like, okay, I did the first two. I set up the first two things. It's your turn to set up the third thing, right? I'm like, okay. And then uh, a couple days go by. I actually didn't text her. Well, I texted her like when I got home, but like a couple days go by. I don't really say anything. And uh, I'm like, damn, I'm like so bad at planning things. I text her that I'm so bad at planning things. And then like one of my uh, a homegirl of mine was like, oh my God, why did you say that? Why would you say you're bad at planning things? Never tell a woman you're bad at planning things, right? I'm like, oh Jesus, I didn't know. Like I was just being playful. Um, so we're texting and I'm coming up with ideas, right? And uh, I'm kind of, I'm not getting shot down, but it's like, oh, well, what about this? And she's like, uh, and then I'm like, okay, what about that? And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just not good at these like planning things. Then she, I forgot what the text was. She texted something. Then I texted, hey, do you like Caribbean food? Like I've texted that five minutes later. Never heard from this woman ever again. No way. Ever. I literally, I was like, you know what I mean? I texted it, threw my phone down, did whatever I was doing. Um, and I'm like two, three hours go by and it's like, it's not on red, it's on delivered. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe she didn't see it, whatever. Go to sleep, wake up the next morning, check my phone. Okay, I'm still on red. Okay, interesting. Uh, the whole day goes by. And I'm just like, still on red. And I'm just like, okay, should I follow up? Yeah, exactly. Just circling back on that whole Caribbean food idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, uh, okay, so what do I do? I'm just like, don't, don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. If another right. day goes by, then you know uh, you got ghosted, right? Right. So uh, a couple more days go by, and I'm just like, yeesh. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm like, when you're in the middle of getting ghosted, you're like, am I getting ghosted? Right, and that's when you know. <laughs> like, yeah, and then like when you have to ask that question, it's like, yes, you are. And you're like, <laughs> damn, that that's some shit, ain't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. So uh, then to be completely sure i i had to check like social media so you guys are oh, you guys follow each other on uh instagram or anything yeah we did we had like after the okay. first meeting we had followed each other on instagram and snapchat and nice. uh after that couple of days went by i checked my instagram again i was unfollowed like slightly Ooh. unfollowed and i was just like oh that's when i knew i was like damn i really yeah. did get ghosted so i'm just like well Another one bites the dust. The never dust, heard exactly. From, never heard from that person ever again. So, yeah. Uh, so that was like July. And then uh, after that, I'm just like, it wasn't because of that where I was just like, uh, to hell with the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't because of that, but it was just like literally just like the going through all the hay of just like swipe, 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 right. swipe every day. And then on Plenty of Fish... The funny thing about Plenty of Fish compared to Bumble, it's the exact opposite. So Plenty of Fish is like extremely diverse. Um, but the, so I was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then like, but then the thing about Plenty of Fish is like, there were so many more bots. Like it was just all mm. bots in like 
OnlyFans. You know what I mean? So you'd like match <laughs> with somebody, they'd be like, add me on Snap. And then like, oh, okay, I'll add you on Snap. You're cute. And then, you know, you go on Snap and it's like, they snap you and then it's like prices. <laughs> you know yes. I mean? yep. I'm just like, what? <laughs> you think I got money for that? Right. It's like, come on, man. It's like, hey, you know, I'm not that desperate. Once, if I reach exactly. the point, if I reach that point uh, where I'm Snapchatting a girl and I'm negotiating prices to see her. Um, <laughs> That's the point in my life where we need an intervention. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the point where I need the closest people around me. Like, you know, I need to show up. I need to walk in a door and there's a bunch of like chairs in a circle. Like, hey, Anwar, we just, you know, want you to sit down. We need to talk to you for a little bit. Exactly. You know what I, mean? oh like, I don't want to get, I don't want to ever get to that point. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So that's July, then what, August, September. Basically deleted dating apps because it was like, a because of those reasons and then also like uh i just didn't want to have another social media at that point it was like mm. dating apps to me just seemed like another social media you know what i mean when you're bored what do you do you go on mumble and you swipe you go you go on instagram and you scroll you go on facebook or whatever twitter and you just scroll and it's just like damn it's like the last thing i need is two more social medias right to just completely changed my brain chemistry you know what i mean and to get me addicted to or whatever so i was like let me just go off it and then i took a break from instagram for like a week or something and uh after that there's this one girl from uh my high school i was talking to i took her to get the caribbean food <laughs> that same place it's a good place so you know if you uh if you're ever in LA, go to Cha Cha Chicken in Santa Monica. Oh baby. Yeah, type it in delicious. And it like it's a local place so you don't feel touristy. I mean, I think eh, tourists have, and like people who've been in LA 2 or 3 years have kind of taken over everything. But uh Cha Cha Chicken's been there since I was a little kid, so it's like the go-to spot. You know okay. what I mean in Santa Monica. I'm like if you like Caribbean food, Go to Cha Cha Chicken. So, so yeah, I took this one girl from my high school to that place, uh, but she don't live here. She lives in San Francisco. So, uh, so like she was only here for a few days. So then she went back to San Francisco, and then that is it. That is the whole. That was in September. That is like the entirety wow. of dating in a pandemic. So this boy's <laughs> phone is is drier than El Paso. Oh man, I we're we're hitting we're hitting Sahara levels out here. Like, <laughs> we hit <laughs> we hitting you know what I mean. The the moon levels like no no moisture. Straight up, no moisture at all. You know what I mean? Or that is you know. But what what can you do? What can you do? We're in it's COVID. You know what I mean? I live with my parents. Both my parents are boomers. You know what I mean? I mean, my dad got vaccinated, um, but you know what I mean? It's like living at home in your parents' house is hard enough in under normal circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? And now you add a whole pandemic on top of it. It just, it's just like, I just, you know what I mean? I put my head down, try to heal my ACL, apply for jobs and just still try to exercise. You know what I mean? It's like, right. <laughs> and then wait, you know, just, it's just hibernation mode. When the world comes back 
this summer, next summer, whenever the hell it is, I'll be ready out in my little cave in hibernation mode. You know what I mean? Exactly. Sheesh, man. Okay. Okay. Long-winded answer, but I appreciate yeah, the story. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Giving you my whole being the too much of an open book there, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. Hey, at least you were, at least you didn't shout out this girl by name. So if she ever listens to the pod, you know. Yeah. Hey. Well, you know, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Tiffany. Yeah, but it's like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm I'm keeping anonymity out here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, many questions uh, I wanted to ask from that. Firstly, though, I guess like, well, okay, <laughs> you mentioned, and, and you know, not like this is this gonna sound wrong. Like, obviously, I've always wanted to like bring you on the pod, but just like haven't had the time. But you know, you're a valuable, like, sent, I guess, like uh, a valuable guest because you are like, you know, you're a black man in, in LA, and like, you know, most most of my friends are either like white, Asian, or like Indian, and like, but I don't have many black friends, so I don't know that perspective of dating or whatever. Right, right, right. So like, <laughs> every one of these podcasts, like, I have a, a Google Doc that I make, like, just to put ideas, you know, certain articles, that sort of thing. So for <laughs> for Anwar and I, I put uh, you know, like dating apps, like Plenty of Fish, you know, Tinder, Bumble, blah blah blah, and then I put uh, BlackPeoplemeet.com or whatever, because I always see those ads, and I think it's funny. I'm like. Do black people actually, like, use this? And so I want to ask you, like, I mean, I know you mentioned, like, one of your friends used it or something, but, like, have you ever thought of that, like, a black people-only dating site or something? I laughed so much when I saw that. You'll understand. I was, like, physically just, like... (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you even put it, just the boldness, was literally I was on the floor. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... No, I've never been on Black People Meet. It's not something that even really occurred to me yeah. to go on. Um, but yeah, like I told you, I know one person who used it. Um, and after you asked me that, I did think about it a little more. Um, so this one homegirl I know, she was like, you know, she uh, she definitely really only wanted to date Black men. Like get like she was she she said like you know I'm really only attracted to like black guys and like maybe some white guys, but it's like you know uh, again when you go on the mainstream apps it, it, in Southern California it's really you know it's just not slim pickings you know what I mean like it's really like mostly white people on like Bumble and Tinder and then like if you're not around to college. It gets, I think, even, um, you know, it, it's, it gets even more white if you're outside of like a college area. Because at least in college, you know, there's a lot of Asian girls and guys and, you know, people from around the country. You know what I mean? And then also, you know, the settings, your location. Like, you know, if you're in the hood parts of L.A., yes, it is more <laughs> black. But it's like when you're in the hood parts of L.A., there's less people that use like Bumble and stuff like that. And more people that use like Plenty of Fish. Right. So even kind of like the apps are kind of like segregated a little bit, you know, and like at least kind of culture, at least from what I've seen. Um, But she went on Black People Meet and um, I remember this is from a woman's perspective dating men. She said like it wasn't really that great at all. She said like the quality of the guys wasn't really that good. Um, And it was like still kind of like. Still kind of like fuck boys, 
You know what I mean? Huh. Like, I don't really want to use the black term for fuck boys, but, uh... <laughs> um, Which is what? It's fuck niggas, basically. I don't know the, <laughs> the uh... <laughs> the rating, if this is a RPG, whatever. Oh, it's already, it's already... Yeah, we, were, we already <laughs> crossed that point anyway. But, uh, yeah, she's like, you know what? This app is just all fuck niggas. Like, it's really just dudes that are just, like, not really about much of anything that aren't really uh that are all just kind of interested in sex and it's like it sounds like men in general <laughs> you know what i mean so in that <laughs> sense it's not really any different um but yeah again i've never been on black people meet so i cannot say my experience on it and it's not something i really thought of it was like kind of a low key it's like <laughs> it feels like kind of low key one of those joke apps like christian mingle or like farmers only you know what I mean? Like, I, I I categorize all those things in the same thing in my head. You know what I mean? But I would not be against you just going on it just to see what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but she uh, she definitely did not really... I, I don't think she said she had a positive experience on it. I don't think it's because of the app in general. I think she was kind of having the same problems that you have, that women have on other apps, which is just like men are trash kind of... But, you know, that's a whole other issue, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the reason why oh, I completely forgot to ask that. That's one thing uh, I ask, like, every new guest before they come on the pod is, are men trash? Why or why not? I will, okay, so here's my thing, right? I think, yes, a lot of men are absolutely garbage. I know that. If you if you hang around women a lot and uh, especially like um, especially black women, too, I think, which I do. Well, not a lot, which I at least pre pandemic, I had a decent amount of black women friends. And it's like the shit you hear and see uh, from them is like, damn, a lot of men really are terrible. Just when you hear the stories you tell. But I see the flip side of it, too. And not to get, like... The flip side of it, too, it's like, listen, man. All I'm saying is, I know a lot. I I feel like a lot of women out here nowadays, and I know some women that just make terrible choices and just have terrible taste in men. And it's like, listen... If you lie, you know what I mean? My mom always said, if you lie with dogs, you're going to get fleas, right? (laughs) And I feel like, oh, there's a lot of women out there that not only lie with dogs, but are the most attracted to dogs. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, people, like, I feel like a lot of women are wondering why they got fleas when it's like, I didn't know he was a dog. And it's like, fam. You were you were at the dog park playing fetch. You know what I'm saying? It's like my like my whole thing is it's like why are you so I've never met a dude that was just a complete fuck boy, a complete dog, a complete player that didn't look exactly like a fuck boy dog or player on day 1. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm not attracted to men, so I cannot... Maybe I'm not... The hypnosis doesn't work on me. But it's like every bad man, I see them from a mile away. 
Right. But I feel like women see that same man and be like, ooh, he cute. And then like two weeks later, they're crying. Like, oh my God, why would he do me like that? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, because that's exactly, that, that literally looks pretty on brand for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all I'm saying. It's like, so I cannot say from the female perspective, because, you know what I mean? I don't have a vagina. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, get attracted to men like that. So right. maybe if I was, then maybe I would be lost in it too. And I would be surprised too, but I'm just not. And I'm just like, how are y'all surprised at these men being bad? You are choosing bad men, you know? That's the thing. It's it's hard. Like, you know, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Because it's like, all right, I think bottom line, I mean, I think you and I agree. Bottom line, you know, guys need to get better. And like, you know, I think across the board, you know, no matter who you are, where you're from, like... Even even myself a little bit, not, not to call out my dad here or anything like that, but like I feel like fathers have like done a terrible job at teaching these skills. Like, what's the blind leading the blind? That's what I always say. I'm like, yeah. where do we where do we learn how to treat girls? Like, obviously, you know, it's like the whole like respect thing with when it comes to like you know like sexual stuff and like rape and things like that. Like, we know that much at least, some of us at least. But when it comes to, like, other things, like, we don't know what we're doing. We hear what our friends are doing. We try and do that because it worked for them, you know. It's Or we hear it from social media or, like, wherever. And it's really not good. Like, it's, you know, we need more teaching when kids are young so that, like, these things don't happen. You know, I just think, like, the problem is, is, like, dating apps came for us post-childhood. So, like, our parents weren't, didn't, don't, they don't know what the hell it is. And, like, we're adults now and we're trying to figure out how to use them properly. Um, so, you know, that's the main point, number one. Like, guys need to, like, and I think we need, you know, it's hard to, like, for us to hold each other accountable, even though I do think so. I think that comes on, like, a friend level. But, like, I don't know, I think, you know, F boys tend to attract F boy friends. Like they're probably all the same way and probably say the same things to each other, and that's why they act that way. You know, it's a it's a systemic thing. Um, so I, you know, I can only do so much myself. But um, I think you're right. You're right though. Like when it comes to like women choosing trash guys, like I'm not trying to you know victim blame here at all. Like that's not what I'm trying to sound like. Um, but genuinely, like. You know, and I know it's hard because a lot of these guys, like, that treat women like crap are attractive. They're hot. And they got, like, the pretty privilege or whatever you want to you want to call it. But it's, like, that's the number one reason why girls go for these guys is because they're hot. And it's, like, yeah, I get that. But, like, you know, you got to, like, I don't know. You reap what you sow. If you're going to choose someone, like, based on their looks alone, like, you kind of have to take responsibility for that because you're – kind of enabling this behavior by like still going for them and still being with them like why am i going for the bad guys it's like oh i saw this uh this meme it said and i think it's super true it's like why do i attract f boys or whatever and the response was you're a beautiful woman you attract everybody you choose the f boys and it's like Bro, it's the truth, though. Like, yeah. No, I saw that. That's 100% true. Yeah, and again, yeah, to disclaimer, it's like, I'm not saying, like, you know, a woman chooses a man and then that man beats her or, like, abuses her or assaults her or anything like that. Not Nothing like that. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just saying, like, a player, like, an F-boy, like, like, that type of thing. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, 
You know what I mean? There's there's no amount of the worst part is and why people say men are trash. It's like there's no amount of vetting, I think, that can get a woman ready to understand whether this man will like beat you or anything like that. Right. Which, that's the worst part. Right. And that's why yeah. people say men are trash. It's like there's nothing you can really because that 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 stuff can kind of come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sociopaths like, are the best at hiding it, you know? Yeah. And like that's what makes it scary, you know, for women to date. So, you know, 100 percent understand that. And men, too, to a smaller extent, but like right. especially for women. But like I'm just saying like exactly what the meme is saying. It's like women see a whole lot of guys and they are attracted to the lowest quality. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, again, for, you know, also too, like from a black person's perspective, it's like, you will not meet a single woman, right? A single black woman, at least in my experience, from what I've seen, that is not at all attracted to hood dudes. On the contrary, (laughs) every single woman that I've met that is black or like Mexican or generally, yeah, generally black and Hispanic, at least growing up in L.A., Every woman is attracted to some type of hood quality, right? (laughs) Every single woman. It doesn't matter if you're from the hood. It doesn't matter if you are very highly educated. Every single woman that I've seen, you know what I mean? This is a generalization, but just about every woman I've seen likes a man with hood tendencies. You know what I mean? I saw a meme the other day. It was like, I need a hood dude, but I also want to be able to take him wine tasting. <laughs> you know what I mean, and that's an- that's another thing that annoys me because it's like if you do right. not have hood tendencies, you come off as corny or soft or, a nerd or just or, something like or like a nerd, right? To to women, especially like black and Hispanic women, right? And it's like, so I think from what I see, it's like so many women out there would rather take the hood dude and soften him up a little bit but you can never take the corny dude and make him tough <laughs> right because it doesn't work it just comes off as fake and phony and annoying and just gross but if you take a hard dude right and like you kind of soften his edges a little bit you keep that yeah. hard exterior you keep that manliness that masculinity you know what I mean? You keep that deep voice and the accent and how he walks and talks and the, you know what I mean? And the swag and all the drip and all that. And you keep that. But then, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, he stops being a gangbanger. Maybe he, you know, doesn't carry his gun around with him. Maybe you get him to watch the sappy reality TV show with you. Maybe he'll go with your friends to mimosas and not cause a scene and just be smiling and happy once in a while, right? Then it's like, oh, it's the perfect thing. And it's like, but if you're not that dude, you're not going to get the time of day because you're just too corny. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, you can teach someone to like mimosas, but you can't teach someone to be tough. You know what I mean? And women don't want to teach a man to be tough. They want to teach a man to be soft. Right. Right. I was I was gonna well firstly m- multiple questions and this is gonna make me sound like the wise person of all time but 
What? I'm here. This is why I'm here. <laughs> exactly. I'm bridging exactly. the the divide in America. You know what <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you mentioned these hood qualities, so to speak. Uh, can you can you go more specifically into what that means? And like, when you mention like being corny, I've heard that a lot. Like 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 in black culture, it's like a thing. So like, why is being corny so hard? And I was gonna say to your whole thing, like you can take you know. You can take the kid out of San Diego, but you can't take the San Diego right, out of the right, kid. It's right, kind right. of that same type of mentality. So just, just describe the, the hood quality. What is the hood for, for quality? What is the hood Like describe the, the stereotypical, you know, person that the, these women are going after or whatever. Okay. The, I feel like the type of women, the type of dudes these, these women like, right? So number one hood quality, obviously you got to be from the hood, right? So in in Southern California, you are from Inglewood, Compton, Watts, Long Beach, the Inland Empire, San Bernardino, maybe Riverside counts to uh, East L.A., but only like Northside Long Beach, you know, those neighborhoods, the places where certain people, when you're at night, you just try to find where the entrance is to the freeway and you do not spend a lot of time on pedestrian streets, right? So... (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but, but it's, it's less than, it's less, or it's, excuse me, it's more than that. It's not really where your address is as much as it's like, do you, women want to feel, a a lot of women, you know what I mean? There's a pushback on this traditional stuff, but at the end of the day, a lot of women still want to feel protected by a man, right? They want to feel like a man is a provider and a protector. Them. They want to feel safe around a man. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, this isn't solely a hood dude thing, but it's like, I feel like women feel like a man that grew up in a tough area, in a tough environment, and who is tough because of that can be a protector of them because they know how to protect themselves. You know what I mean? And this isn't, you know, specifically a hood quality thing. It could be just be like a tough guy versus a weak guy thing. And and it's like when you see a guy that's like, you know, maybe he's his voice is a little softer. You know what I mean? His voice his voice is kind of soft. His voice is kind of high pitched, right? His voice is a little wider, right? Then it's like, ooh, you you sound like someone if we got into a fight right now, you would just be like, okay, guys, there's no need to resort to violence. <laughs> right? Hold right? on, fellow brethren. Yeah, right. It's like, hold on, guys. Maybe we can just talk this out, right? Exactly. Women don't want to be, we don't want to stand behind that guy, right? To speak in generalizations. Women want to stand behind that guy. And you don't want to stand behind Steve Urkel. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, you don't want... Steve Urkel defending you because Steve Urkel will get beat up. You know, you want a man that can, that doesn't want to pop off, but will if need be right. That is a hood quality. Somebody that's like you walk around with an aura or a swag about you that knows that people know, look, I'm a peaceful individual, but if things go South, I can go South with them. You know what I mean? I can pop off at any moment. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what else? The hood quality is like, I don't know. Like, it's your swag. Like, it's how you walk. You know what I mean? Not to be too stereotypical, but it's like how you walk, how you talk, how you dress. It's like, 
you know, it's, it's very much a like cultural thing. And it's like, let's take all the good from the culture. At least I see from what women say, it's like, let's take the good things of the culture, get rid of the bad. You know what I mean? But still keep it, still keep that manliness, that masculinity. You know what I mean? Just take all the bad, take all the toxic parts out of it. And it's like, you can't, you can't really, you know what I mean? It's like, you're trying to have the best of both worlds. When you get the best right. of both worlds, you get none. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that's, to me, that's a big problem that women find out the hard way. It's like, you can't just, you can't just have the perfect hood dude. Who's like perfectly masculine, deep voice, tall, uh, you know what I mean? knows like the streets or whatever but is also like secretly educated and like <laughs> secretly sensitive. secretly sensitive and in touch with his feminine side at the same time it's like hey maybe there is there are dudes out there like that but it's like that's finding a diamond in the rough right somebody that is just the perfect match of two worlds you know just talking about your experiences as like a black man like do you feel that there is that pressure to be like, you know, as you say, like hard, like to not like be something you're not per se, but like, I don't know, to kind of like, if you maybe you haven't gotten as many girls because of it, like because you are, you know, educated, you went to USC and, you know, like as you called yourself earlier, like, oh, it's just because I'm light skinned or something like that. Like, is that <laughs> a big thing for you? Have you experienced that or like what's your experience with it? Definitely, that's definitely as a, you know, as I've, become grown like you know being a grown man now you know what I mean I'm pretty comfortable with who I am like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be anything I'm not but that takes a long time you know it takes a long time right like you know growing up uh especially you know once you hit like middle school and elementary school too but like elementary school we're all just happy little kids running around you know what I mean you hit 11 12 you go into like sixth grade then it's like, that's when, you know, you know, I, I go to middle school and kids are like, what are you? You're, you're black, right? Are you black? You don't act black. You don't walk that way. Why is your voice so like, why you talk so white? Why you this, this, that, and the third, right? And you get that obviously from men and women, right? And it's like, uh, well, you must be mixed with something though, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm not. And it's like, oh, that's weird. You don't really act like a typical like, black person but that's like a whole other that could be a whole podcast in and of itself but like uh you know when it comes to like dating or like being cool to women it's like it's like it's the stereotypical man things but then that's just it's just an added qualifier to it right so it's like I always felt like for example I always felt like my voice wasn't deep enough you know what I mean as Captain Keith here, you got a you got a television voice, man. Like no, you have a you definitely you. have a TV voice. But like I never had that. Like my voice is I always feel like my voice is always too high. You know what I mean? And so that was one thing I was self-conscious about, especially like when I was in high school, right? And it's like, you know, that's a women in general thing. I feel like some women are not attracted to a man whose voice just sounds doesn't sound manly enough or deep enough. And just in general, not even with women, I wanted to talk to other guys and be like, and have that manly voice, you know what I mean? And then it took a while, I feel like it took a while for my voice to drop too. Like I was probably like, 
You know what I mean? You're used to seeing guys at like 13 and their voice starts getting deep, but I felt like I was like 15 or 16. <laughs> and I still, you know what I mean? I feel like I was like 15. I was still like, hi guys. Like, you know what I mean? I Like, I feel like I was a late bloomer. So, right. So you get self-conscious about those things. And then right. it's like, it ha- it's the added qualifier of like, okay, you want to have your voice sound deep, but you also want your voice to sound black too. Like you don't want to sound too white, right? And I'm sure people know what I'm talking about now. I mean, if you don't, you got to spend more time, I mean, either on social media or reading books or whatever, because it's like, <laughs> I don't want to explain the whole history of that. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so it's like, that's in general. But then, yeah, when it comes to women, you feel self- self-conscious because it's like, oh, like I have this high non-manly voice and it's also like a kind of a white sounding voice and I feel like she's just gonna think I'm corny or whatever because of it but that's more again that's more of a high school thing I felt like for me but it affects people of all ages I think but now it's like I could give less than two fucks about it because it's like you know it's who I am you know what I mean you got to be comfortable in who you are what is like I guess the I mean, I mean, I know you mentioned uh, this when you're talking about, like, you know, the hook qualities is, like, someone who's strong and, like, a protector and, you know, in a tense or serious situation can, like, rise to the occasion and be courageous or whatever. But, like, flip side of that, like, being corny, like, <laughs> I know for, like, me being corny is just, like, my puns and, like, just little stupid, like, little things that I say, like, oh, like, you know. I don't know, like little cheesy lines that I say to girls sometimes, like, oh, like, you yeah. know, yeah, like, uh, are the smoke, smoke detectors working in here right now? Because you just walked in and you're smoking hot or something, you know, something stupid <laughs> like that. You're not, not that. I see, blah, blah, blah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> not that, not that, not that cheesy, but like, uh, is that kind of the same thing with, like, with, like, in your interpretation of being corny or like, is it something a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the same way, yeah. Like, like that or like um being the type of person where it's like you know what i mean you just don't have that it's it to me it feels like an aura you know what i mean it feels like you know when there's like a leader in the room you know what i mean like you know i was watching the to bring him into sports like i was watching the mic'd up yesterday at the super bowl right tom brady's on the sidelines and everybody's just like yep okay we got it tom like Good job. Is everything good? He doesn't even raise his voice. He's like, he's just like, is everything good, guys? And they're just like, yep, yep. You know, I'm just like, damn, like, he's not your dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the receivers and, like, the tight ends and the linemen, they just have this reverence for Tom Brady that just, because he's just a leader. But, like, he also, you know, he has the experience and all that to back it up. But it's like, they're just in, it's like they're in awe of him all the time. You know what I mean? You know, and maybe they're buddy buddy with him, but there's still that extra layer of leadership. You know what I mean? It's the same way. It's like being a corny dude. It's like it feels like you're not you don't have that extra layer where people take you serious. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. So I feel like, again, it's less about how you talk and act. It's really more about like your energy, like your aura of like respect. Yeah, the aura, yeah, like, respect, like, it just seems like, in a traditional sense, it's like, are you, like, I, 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 I've been trying to avoid using, like, alpha male, beta male things, I think that's the dumbest shit, 
but it's like there's kind of it's kind of in that vein where it's like right. you know what i mean are you a guy people can take seriously or not and it's like there's a fine line in terms of like corny humor honestly you'll be surprised it's like i feel like a lot of women like corny humor because it's like i feel like the one thing women really like is humor in general so if yeah, you're witty but... with it that's actually even a plus you know what i mean and I feel like a lot of women also don't want a guy that takes themselves too seriously. Because then it's like, yeah. you can't have any fun. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like in my experience, it's like, I feel like women will lean into the guy that takes everything too seriously a little more and try to like calm him down. Right. Rather than the guy that's just not serious enough. It's like, they don't want to make them more serious. But some some people do. But it's like... I always feel like the other side there's a, has an easier time than the cornier side, you know. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely true. Uh, you know, I know I've yeah I've noticed that as well. The girls, I mean, I think more so when you're like younger. Uh, I actually just was talking to uh, a good friend of mine, Nick Beach, before we got hopped on here uh, on this pod. Um, another pod we have as well. Go listen to that one. But uh, he was talking about you know just like. Crap! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but but just about like um, changing people, you know that sort of thing, and like um, how like young like or, or or a challenge rather that was more so what it was is like you know people appreciate the challenge. They don't want something that's like too easy for some reason because I feel like yeah it's like uh, there's a song I think I I don't think it's called I think it's it's called easily. I think the guy is actually. I don't. I don't think it's Keith Sweat. I know that is an artist, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think it is by him. I'm not sure, but either way, like, you know, like good things don't come easily. Like, you know, you have to try with certain things, which I think is, is true, but I think there's a certain point where like, we all, in a certain respect, try and, you know, at least when we're younger, try and change the person that we like because we're attracted to them physically or whatever. But there are some certain qualities that we don't like, and we're like, "Oh, what if I can like change them to like be better or whatever?" But oftentimes that's just like not what it is, um, and it's like everybody's trying to be a fixer upper these days, and it's like, no, how about like you just have like higher standards for yourself, you know what I mean, or just like not settle for someone that like isn't what you want. Right, I exactly. I mean, hey, we got Keith all over the place today. We got you, we got oh. Keith Sweat, <laughs> Keith Powers. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Keith Sweat, Keith's exactly. ruling the world, you know? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that is true. And it's like, I think another thing is too, is that uh, I think there are different qualities that attract women to men than men to women. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, like part of your aura, your leadership how you dress, how much game you spit, those are all part of attractive qualities that aren't physical. Where it's like, you ever notice, like, as a man, it's like, I really don't care where you work. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, as a man, like, man. For, for a girl, it's like, you really, you could be homeless. I don't <laughs> really care. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want you leeching off of me. I don't want you to be a gold digger, but it's like I if you work at you know, if you work at McDonald's, that doesn't really matter to me. If you don't have a car, I that really doesn't matter. like I don't care. That doesn't make you less attractive. Right? That could right. be a problem in terms of the logistics of a relationship. 
but nothing about your job or your car or somewhat how you dress does anything for me to make me be like, damn, you're bad. It's like literally like, do you look good or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas like for women, it's like, no, like how you dress matters so much. You know what I mean? How you dress matters so much. What your job is, what your goals are. You know what I mean? What kind of car do you do? You have a car? What kind of car do you drive? You know what I mean? Right. Like, where are you going in life? Do you have ambition? You know what I mean? Like those types of things make women attracted to men. Whereas the other way, it's like, I could not care less. Are or do we have a lot in common? Are you like my type? Like, do you uh, you know what I mean? Like, are you thick? enough for me <laughs> that is what matters it's not i you could live under a freeway if you are bad you are bad you know what i exactly. mean like so that's that's also what makes it different i feel like that's also you know why women are willing to like do the fixer upper thing because it's like maybe they can see the ambition in somebody where it's like that's just i, I don't know ambition's not really as much of a thing for me yeah, no, it's and I think that might be a little bit where you and I personally differ. Like, I for me, yeah, it's like it's a, it's all about the potential for the girl. Like, imagine it's like, oh, imagine if like this guy like just had these sensitive qualities or whatever it was. Two 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 fold points here. Number one, to go back to like, um, you know, like the the serious versus non serious guy. Like, when it comes to like, not like leadership per se, but like to. Let's let's call it what it is. It's it's the BD, the big the big D energy, right, like right. that's what the confidence is. Right, like that's what girls want, and that is supreme confidence in oneself and who they are, or whatever. Um, and that is really hard to come by, and that's the thing is like, imagine some guy had the the BDE or whatever, like or was successful or like strong in in their convictions or whoever they were. But they weren't maybe as funny or as like charming or witty or whatever. Like that's, it's so much harder to find the leadership or the confidence or the like. It's, yeah, the confidence, the the ability to do something like just that. The like the more like. There's a word I'm like I'm blanking out on it. It's not expressive. It's like, it's like you know the definition of energy is the ability to do work. It's like, do you have energy? Do you have the ability to, to get things done? And, uh, you know, that's hard to find. Like, you know, not a lot of guys have that, the, worth, the work ethic, the ability to be counted on, dependability, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's why they find them because it's like, all right, like, anybody can be funny or anybody can be stylish or whatever, like, but not everybody can be a leader, you know. That said, going back to your point of, like, <laughs> the girl can be homeless and she still be bad or whatever. Like, which I just think is hilarious. But um, I think for me, ambi- ambition is, is a really big thing because, I mean, how, like, not every day are you going to find somebody who, like me, like, moved to Texas to follow their career, you know? And it's, like, if you can't relate to me on that level of, like, trying to have a career together because, like, I'm, at least right now, I'm not, like, going to be making millions of dollars. Like, that's just not what it is right now. So, like, exactly, exactly. Um, but the point is, like, eventually I want to be there so like I need someone that's going to like go through that journey with me and also appreciate those qualities in me because it's like I want not like I want to be like a power couple or whatever but like I want someone who's like because like usually 
for me, actually, back in the day, like when I was in college, like a deal breaker for me was if, number one, if you weren't in school, but number two, if like you didn't have like an internship or a job. Like if you want to work like wait tables or whatever, like I'm not going to judge you at all for that. Like people need to make, you know, they need to make money. They make ends meet and you can't take a unpaid internship. I totally get that. Um, so like, you know, but, but the point is like, you need to be working. I need to see that drive. Cause like, I, I want to relate to you with that. Like I want you to support me. Cause like, that's where it comes from is like, if I'm having a tough day at work or whatever, I don't want someone who, and not saying you do or anything. I'm just talking about myself. Like, I want someone that's be like, hey, like, it's okay, you're having our day-to-day, like, but, you know, you need to pick yourself up, and, like, this is your dream, blah, 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 whereas someone who's not as motivated or ambitious is like, oh, like, don't worry about it, like, and I mean, not don't worry about it, but, like, oh, like, like, quit your job if you don't like, if you don't like it, like, whatever, you know, I don't know, but, uh, or, or just they would know what to say in those situations, because they've also gone through it, I guess, um, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. I don't know. That's just me. But uh, final couple questions here I got for you, and then and then we'll hop off because I need to get to my my job here at the uh, the old CBS Fox here in El Paso. Um, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, my friend asked me this on our Zoom call earlier. He said, "Where do you see your dating life in five years?" I mean, how old, you're 26, right? How old are you right now? I'm 26. 26. So you're th- going to be 31 in five years. Where Where are you going to be? What's it going to look like? Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. You know what I mean? Uh, my mom got married at 28, which means <laughs> she started dating my dad when she was my age at 26. Right. And... Uh, I'm like, it just, the world just seems so different now. You know what I mean? Like, my parents are boomers. My parents are older, right? So, in terms of my mom doing her career, going to college, then having a career, then getting married at 28, that meant she was late. You know what I mean? Right. She was very late back then. Back then... Most people, most of her peers probably had kids at 20, 19, 18, got married right out of high school. You know what I mean? My dad actually got married right out of high school and then divorced and then met my mom, you know, those years later. Um, So like, so when I think of me, I'm like, I cannot fathom starting to date someone now than for two years getting married at 28 and then they moved into a home together just like my life our economy (laughs) just how the world works now it just does not seem like that's just how things are anymore you know what i mean i mean i do know people i know i know two close two close friends of mine that are both my age that are both uh about to be engaged one is already engaged and the other one's about to be engaged and they're going to get married in the next two years. So it's not impossible, but it's like, for me, it's like five years from now, I don't think I see married. Be, I, can't, I don't know if I can really see myself being married at 31. You know what I mean? Like right. in five years, a lot can change. Don't get me wrong. A lot, a lot can change, but like married and kids, it's like by then, 
I don't think so. Like, I could see myself being in a relationship with somebody. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, my situation is different. I was in a very long-term relationship. I spent most of my adult life in a relationship. So basically, um, from 19 to 26. And then I really started talking to them, like, when I was 17. So it's like, basically, from 17 to 26, I've spent a majority of that time with one person. So me, it's like... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna take a few. I'll, I'm gonna take a few years off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had a few years, and I'm gonna take a few off. So it's like maybe by 31. You know what I mean? That'll be the same amount of time that I was in a relationship previously. You know, minus a year or so. So by 31, I think uh, that'll have been the same amount of time where I can even start getting really serious about someone again. But who knows? I am light-skinned, right? And I'm also a simp. So I could also <laughs> fall in love with somebody tomorrow and get married. So I have no idea, really. Right. I mean, yeah. How can you fall in love in these unprecedented times, you know? Right, man, I don't, I don't want to hear the word unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. These no, times are precedented at this point. It's precedented. We know what's exactly. happening. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, that's the funniest thing. I always see like all, on all these uh, profiles. It's like... Like, what's, what's the, the biggest, biggest risk you've ever taken? Like, number one, which really annoys me, they'll be like, oh, like, getting on this app. I'm like, bro, no, it's not. Like, what are you risking? Like, time? Give me a break. Right. And then they'll also put, like, biggest risk I've taken is, like, move across the country in a pandemic. I'm like, okay. Like, it's almost been a year since this whole thing started, and literally you've done everything in a pandemic. Like, right. I, like, like, got a job in a pandemic. I, like, went to the store in a pandemic. Like, it's, it's, it's loss is luster, luster, okay? It's, it's not, not that big of a deal anymore. Right. I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandemic <laughs> is, but, like, it's novelty is worn off. Right. Yeah, I think people are just, like, yeah, they don't have, they haven't taken enough risks. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. It's a tough question to answer, honestly. I can't really think of something off the top of my head. But, you know, yeah, people well, are going to be well, milking so... pandemic for a while. <laughs> exactly. I know, yeah, seriously. Like, like I don't know. Main, main question I want, or more so, it's like, what do you hope, you know, to happen in the future? Like, what is your hope, like, by 31, like, I don't know. Because to, to answer, like, to put my answer into this, like, when my friend Nick asked me, he was like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't know about your, like, uh, I mean, maybe we could talk about this before before we get off, but, like, um, our parents, I'm realizing more so now, like, really have an effect on how we date. Not, like, in the sense of, like, my parent, you know, my mom doesn't approve of, like, the person I'm dating, therefore I'm not going to date them. But it's, like, what we saw as, like, love, like, or between them really affects how we see love going forward. And, I mean, I know that's, like, for sure when girls have, like, daddy issues or whatever, it's because, like, you know, they didn't receive that love from their fathers, but more so, like, you know, their parents were bad examples of love because, you know, when they're, like, fighting and arguing and, like, you know, or even, like, abuse, you know, heaven forbid, like, they think that's normal because, like, that's what their parents did. And I know that for sure with my parents, not that abuse ever happened, but more so just, like, um, in the fence, in the sense that, like, my mom moved with my dad. Like, I moved a lot when I was a kid, and, like, that's what my mom did for the family. Um, and, like, there was a lot of sacrifice there. <coughs> excuse me and so when it comes to me and like my career obviously I'm going to be moving a lot myself and to me like I guess from seeing my parents and the way they've moved like 
love is sacrifice in my mind. Like maybe this was subconsciously, but I just kind of realized that this fall, I'm like, wow, like that's kind of super true. Because when I think about like why it sucks to date now is because like I don't have that person by my side in El Paso or like wherever I'm going next. Like that just has been very hard because I want like a companion, like to share all these experiences, the highs, the lows, that sort of thing. So like that's what I hope to get, you know, in the next five years when I'm 20, almost, you know, going to be 29 type thing. It's just like, I don't know. You want like a best friend like to share stuff with. Because it's like, imagine if you had a relationship during the pandemic. Like that would have been sick. You would have been able to spend all your time with them and like yeah, <laughs> and have a buddy. But some people were realizing, you know what, I when a pandemic hit, I just never want to see this person again and I'm sick of exactly. that too, right? So there's the, the other side, but yeah. Right. No, definitely. That, that's the same thing. Like, I always say, people always say like, oh, what do you want to, what, what is a girlfriend? Like, what is really like a companion? And I'm just like, a companion, like a real partner, a real relationship with somebody, it's literally like being with your best friend and then you get to have sex with them too. Literally. Like, that, that is it. That's it. You have to find someone who's your best friend, and then uh, you got to be able that you get to be intimate with them also. You know what right. I mean? Like that's not the main thing. The main thing is like just hanging out with your best friend. You know what I mean? Somebody that you could spend every day with, or like text every day, and then like the, the you have the added bonus of intimacy, right? That right. you know that, that that's what it that's what it really is. But yeah, I don't know. Like again, I don't have. I guess my hopes more are like to, to answer it is like. I hope, I'm not living with my parents in five years. <laughs> <laughs> so like my hope is that you know I could have at least dated around, and meet have met people with different experiences. You know what I mean? Meet different types of people. The point is to grow and not to, you know, have such a stereotypical view of everybody, you know what I mean, and of life. It's like, I want to meet different people, have different experiences, you know what I mean? See what different people come from, different women come from, you know what I mean? You know, date around those people. Like I said, I'm not like, I feel like too, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I got to hit 30, so we got to get married. It's like, well, you know, you gotta, some people have that person where it's like, oh, if we're not married by 30, let's just let's just tie the knot. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not really thinking of it like that, too. And you say because your like, parents uh, definitely uh, shape how you feel. Like I said, like my parents, you know, my mom were married at 28. My dad was 32. But my parents didn't have me. My parents were married for about 12 years when I was born. Right. So uh, my parents had me at an older age. Right. So uh, both my parents were over 40 when I was born. Not exactly on purpose, but I I was wanted. (laughs) But I was not on purpose. I was definitely an accident baby. Nobody just wakes up at like 45. Like, let's have a kid. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But but that has shaped that, that. I feel like that has shaped me where it's like I Honestly, like, if you take care of yourself, if you don't eat cheeseburgers every day, you know what I mean? You're not going to look that old at 40. You know what I mean? If you take care of yourself, your life is not over at 40. You know what I mean? Your life is not over at 50. It's all a state of mind. And that really taught me that I don't need that 
random age, like 30, to be like, oh my God, like I haven't had kids yet. Where it's like, my mom was 40 plus and never had, and had never had kids. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I, I, I'm not tied down by a number or like a, you know what I mean? A specific thing. So it's like, you know, it is what it is, you know, as they say. This is true. This is true. Anwar <laughs> speaking the truth. Uh, Anwar, before we, before we let you go, any, any final thoughts, any, anything you want to say to the people out there that are listening? Hey man, you know, uh, don't be silly, wrap your willy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know, hunker down. I hope this shit is over <laughs> by summer. I don't know. I'm like thinking, last year I was like, last year I was like, all right, a month and we good. Then I was like, September, oh. September, we good. September, we good. Now it's February. I'm like, all right, come on, summer. Let's, let me just get one summer, one summer. Exactly. So I'm just putting oh. good energy out there in the air. This will be over by July. Um, you know what I mean? Follow me on the socials. Anwar is on par. A-N-W-A-R-I-S-O-N-P-A-R. You know what I'm saying? Right. Follow my sports podcast, AJ and Chewy Don't Cancel Us with me and my homie Chewy on YouTube. Uh, he told me to plug this. Um <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. Probably when we log off, I'll have like three more things to say, but that's how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, folks. That was our boy, Omar Stetson. Uh, give him a follow. His sports podcast is very funny. And also, is oh, if you're lucky enough to have the uh, on the Close Friends Instagram uh, story, it's all, oh, no, no. Listen to his music on SoundCloud. Oh, that's, that's what, what I'm totally to for. I was like, that's what I forgot. Oh, yeah. Follow me, SoundCloud, Anwar Stetson. I make R&B music, which is perfect because we were talking about dating and all my music is about... Uh, Anwar in his feels. In the feels. If you want to feels, people love the feels playlist. You know what I mean? Rainy nights. <laughs> I don't know where y'all listening. It's sunny too much in LA. A more gray and rain would be perfect for type of music I make. So you know what I mean? Yeah, listen to my R and B music on SoundCloud. SoundCloud Omar Stetson. And uh yeah, my profile picture is me. I'm not like one of those mysterious people that like don't have it. So it's like if you see me, if you see this face, it's like you on the right place, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> remember the place or remember the face, you're in the right place. As exactly. Fair enough. All right, Anwar, appreciate your time. That was Anwar Stetson, everybody, and this has been another edition of the Garbage Chronicles. I'm Keith DeMolder signing off. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy, as they say. Take it easy, everybody.